0: Hello, everyone. This is Mark Vina with more insights and strategy. Today is Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. Uh, I'm very excited about today's podcast. It's the third in my um, multiple podcasts on a company called Eargo. Uh, Eargo is a very disruptive technology company that I've been covering for about uh, the past year or so that's um, really doing a, a terrific job with uh, smart hearing aids. And they're doing it in a way that's completely... Uh, mind-blowing in terms of really not just solving the um, the hearing loss uh, issue with um, a lot of consumers, but doing it in a way that uh, allows people to really carry on their daily lives without people ever knowing um, that you're, you're even using the product. And today's call is going to be focused on a couple of people, but one person in particular because he's an actual um, a consumer who actually has been using the product for some time. So uh, with that introduction, let me introduce uh, John Wenstrup. Uh, John, please say hello to the audience. Hey. Hello, how are you? Good. <laughs> good to be on board. Well, I'm glad you're here, John. And I want to also uh, introduce uh, Steve e- uh, Egan, who is uh, the head of sales operations uh, for for Irgo. Uh, uh, and th- in addition to that, he's also an audiologist, so he brings a lot to the table in terms of a lot of uh, background credibility in this in this particular space. So, Steve, uh, say hello to the audience.
1: Hello, audience,
0: and uh, <laughs> thanks for having me, Mark. Glad I'm to be glad, here. Glad you're here. So s- before we get to John, because John is, uh, the, the bulk of the call is really going to be with John, uh, I want to talk to you, Steve, about some, of, you know, your background, um, th- some of the interesting things you've observed in your job in terms of running the sales ops piece for um, uh, Ergo. Uh, but some of the the things that you th- uh, that you've seen over the last uh, in, during your tenure with the company, in terms of the way they're changing people's lives and some of the technology that Eargo uh, has that really has made a big big difference. So let's let's first of all go back into your background. I think that's most important.
1: Sure, I'm happy to do that. So um, a- as an audiologist, I've been in the hearing aid industry now for it's hard to believe thirty years now, and um, and I I've. Done a little bit of everything. So I I did the clinical practice uh, piece for about 10 years, realized that that wasn't where my heart was in the industry. But one one thing that kind of led me out of the clinical side and to explore more of the business sales and marketing side of the industry was that I found as an audiologist it was it was very easy to give a hearing test. You know, it's very regimented, you know, you, you push buttons, you present tones up and down and volume and so forth. But what I found most fascinating and at the same time frustrating was the fact that I would, as, as a young audiologist, I would identify people that had hearing loss and they would complain that they weren't hearing and and talk about that. But I had a very difficult time understanding how to get that person motivated to take action, okay? Mm-hmm. to try hearing aids and and go forward with that. So, when the opportunity came along to get involved in a startup that was very consumer focused um, here in Nashville um, that was talking to customers in a very transparent and honest way about hearing aids and hearing loss, I learned and started studying. Uh, motivational interviewing techniques. I learned from really, really good salespeople in the medical device space that there is an art form towards helping people come to the realization that they, that they want to get help. and And there's a way about doing that with asking the right questions and so on and so forth. So I really then went, head over heels into the side of customer experience um, and have been doing that ever since. So the last, you know, 20 years then has been, I've spent, you know, speaking and uh, doing lectures and uh, doing some research with people. Um, And then, of course, now taking that to Ergo, which is really being uh, respectfully disruptive in this industry. And uh, and we're doing some wonderful things here, helping people take action um, to get the help they need.
0: Well, and and the interesting thing, Steve, is the the interesting dynamic, and you and I've talked offline about this about the um the, the this problem that affects millions and millions of people in terms of hearing loss. that uh, first of all, it's a gradual problem. It's a Correct. problem that that most people will get. Um, well, again, it's not like it's, it only affects you know, 1% of the population. As you get older, you know, a hearing loss becomes a, um, becomes a significant issue. And, but it's also an issue that it also intersects with people's sense of who they are and their, um, yeah, maybe to a degree, their degree of self-worth. And you know, even though there are solutions out there that have been out there for years on how to address the problem, you know, people are, are vain, let's face it, human beings are sure. vain people, and, yep. and, and, and to me, that's the really wonderful thing about what IRGO uh, does in terms of the way it solves that issue. So let's talk, talk about that dynamic, because I think you told yeah. me that it's like seven or eight years before somebody even uh, really gets to the point that they have a hearing loss problem.
1: Well, yeah. And and, and, and there's two numbers in 30 years that have never changed as long as I've been in this industry. And those numbers are seven and 25, okay, or seven and 20. So the seven stands for seven years, which you just alluded to. And the seven years is typically the time frame that it takes when somebody recognizes that they have a hearing problem until they take action and purchase hearing aids, or, or, or maybe it's a medical solution or whatever. But there is that seven-year window. We have not been able to change that as an industry. Mm. The other number, when I talk about either 20 or 25, I'm referring to 20%, um, let's say, of all of the eligible people that could be benefiting from hearing devices, uh, estimated at around 48 million people, only about 20% of people actually do something about it. And again, as an industry, I feel that we have been failing the general public by how we speak about hearing loss and how we have people thinking about hearing aids. Um, You know, there's the stigma, there's the cost. There's so many things that we have created as barriers for people. And, and that's what we're trying to do in in a number of fronts. So,
0: Mm. well, so um, John, it's time for you to participate in the conversation. Go ahead.
2: Um, He's all, all over it. You know, I think I skew that curve of seven years. (laughs) <laughs> Cause it took me about 15 to finally, uh, you know, make the move. But I, I tried different uh, things a lot uh, because I knew that I was missing out on things and miss hearing things. But um, maybe 15 years ago it was vanity, but uh, I'm not worried about hearing aids making me look old anymore because <laughs> my face... My face does a great job of that, but Uh these are wonderful, wonderful, uh, things. And I'll tell you uh, why I say that I tried the, the hearing aid that, uh, goes behind your ear and I'm a very active person. Uh, and they'd get knocked loose. Our grandkids would climb on my shoulders and pull them off and want to eat them or (laughs) just taking my glasses on and off. Mm -hmm. And so the, in the ear hearing aid is a, great solution for me, but I didn't like the ones that kind of just plug in there and you feel like somebody squirted, uh, you know, crazy glue in your ear. So <laughs> I, I, I uh, really like the design of these where it sits in your ear, but it allows additional uh, sound to come through. So it's a very natural sounding experience. It's been great.
0: So, so John, though, before we get, and I'm glad we're going to get into that to the product itself, and it sounds like you're delighted with it. I want to talk, what was your life like, though, before you had them? Because you had a kind of an interesting epiphany in terms of how you got to, hey, enough is enough. I got to do something different. So let's talk for a couple of minutes on, you know, your, what was life like without using them before. And, and I know you actually tried a few other brands as well. But let, let's talk about, you know, what was life like before a year ago.
2: Well, you know, I think your point that it's a gradual process and, and you find yourself more and more saying, I'm sorry, what would you say? Excuse me? Uh, and, and, uh, eventually it becomes a thing where, uh, your wife and your kids, uh, start saying, why don't you get some hearing aids, you know, and, and and friends and people around you. And and so it becomes abundantly clear that it's a big problem for them. And most people don't really care because they're kind of selfish though, until it becomes a big problem for you. And when it's a big problem for you is when all of a sudden you're not participating in the conversations, you're not. You're feeling isolated. You, you no longer want to ask people what or could you repeat that because you know that they're annoyed with you. And then for me, uh, one day I came home from work and we, the news was on and uh, the, the broadcaster was talking and my wife was talking and I could hear her just fine. And then what happened was the broadcaster passed the story to a woman, uh, a co-anchor, and my wife and her voice came together and totally undiscernible jibber jabber. And I, I stopped her and I said, I got to tell you what just happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she said, you need to get your ears checked. And that was <laughs> my, I said, yeah, I, I do. I, because it became really clear to me that it wasn't that I was old. It wasn't mm-hmm. that, uh, it wasn't that you know we all hate to we all like to play hurt, and we all like to power through. But it was that something in my ear wasn't working the way it should work. And uh, that's when I started my journey trying to you know, resolve this problem in a very uh, a way that fit my life.
0: well and 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 the next question really, is for Steve, because the observation i've made uh, I've made since covering this category is that when you really focus on it, you know, obviously, products like the Ergo uh, product, which I think is the best in the market, um, you know, really solve the big events. You know, you're going to the theater, you're li- trying to listen to um, a concert and, you know, you know, other important, you know, uh, noise streams, so to speak, that you want to obviously be privy to. But, Steve, you and I have talked offline before about this whole little things phenomenon in that, you know, we, we really take hearing for granted. And, you know, you're just walking around, you know, hearing the birds chirp, you know, hearing a, um, a siren oh, and yeah. go off. So let's, so let's talk to Steve a little bit about that. Then I want John to comment on, on, on that as well.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, this, these are the kind of things and I can, I can relate to my dad, um, you know, going through something like this. Um, but you know, I think where this really came to a head was, and, and I think this is when you and I were talking, um, offline Mark is that we had a gentleman, you know, we we do surveys all the time. Every single day, we're talking to and surveying um, Ergo customers to learn about what's working, what's not working, how we can be better. And this one gentleman was so thrilled. Um, you know, about how his hearing had changed his life. But it wasn't about the big things that he was talking about. It's these little things that we do take for granted. And, uh, you know, if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind reading, you know, just a couple things that he said, which now were, y- yeah, uh, you know, so I'm looking at his testimony in front of me and, and this this absolutely blew me away. He said, my wife and people around me avoided conversations with me for years. Now, if we just think about that, his hearing loss had gotten to the point that people avoided talking to him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and that, you know, occurred for years, he says. And then when he got his ergo devices, this is what he says. Th- this is when everything changed. He says, I can socialize now with confidence. My production at work increased. I enjoy conversations now. I never need to repeat. I can hear the birds for the first time in a decade. Mm-hmm. and then he says the and then then uh, with some humor he says the only downside is now I can hear rattles and squeaks in my car you know but <laughs> but you know I, I, minor, I minor trade-off minor trade-off minor minor <laughs> trade-off but I, I think that those are the little things like you said that we take for granted and um, you know if we go outside I mean think of with the summer coming up I think is a perfect time to think and reflect on what are some of your fondest summer memories whether it was a graduation a wedding you attended a barbecue a family reunion union and reflect back and just take the sound or the conversation out of that emotional memory and and that's what we're missing. And that's why, you know, we're we're trying so hard to in to speed up that seven year cycle of when people do something. So John, right. what about you? Have you does some of those things I talked about, did that ring a bell to you? Oh my gosh, yes. I, I, I was in my car with my wife. And we we're driving along. I said, what? What?
2: I got the ear goes in and we're driving along and we're talking. I said, what is that noise? That's driving me crazy. She says, it's your turn signal. Turn your turn signal <laughs> off. So I hadn't heard my turn signal make a noise in years. But yeah, it's 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 really, it, it's extremely uh, interesting. I, I watched a video once and it, it was a movie track with the people talking and everything. But they took away the background noise, the background uh, music and everything else and then they played it again with all that in there and it was like it is such a richer greater Mm. experience and when i'm sitting out in my backyard and bird chirping is a really good uh, example uh just the sounds of the leaves rustling in the tree and the, the birds chirping and so forth it is great and and i tell people i it's it's a superpower and they say what do you mean it's a superpower <laughs> i said well it's a superpower because i can hear things now that i couldn't hear but i can take my ear goes out at night and sleep despite the barking dogs in the neighborhood so <laughs> it's, it's really the best of both worlds i'm like iron man
0: well you know john you know what's interesting about what you just said is that you know one of the other areas that i cover for more insights is the um Smart home, home automation, kind of the general consumer technology entertainment space. And I was uh, fortunate enough to um, meet with uh, Dolby's CEO, you know, Dolby of, of, uh, of um, uh, Dolby Sound at movie theater sure. fame. And uh, they just recently announced, a um, about six months ago, they have these spectacular consumer headphones they came out to. But the demo consists of me going into a Dolby theater by myself, by the way, with the PR team and the CEO. And they have this five- or six-minute um, movie demo. And it shows, you know, when people go to see a movie, they don't really uh, understand... That the audio soundtrack and music is very much part of the experience, like you said, and it, it creates. You know, if you're just going to see a movie, and you you could only you know consume the video portion and don't have the, the the highest appreciation for the soundtrack, it takes away from the overall experience, and it, it just when you have. You know, complete access to your sound, uh, to your audio capabilities, so to speak, it really is a tremendously different dynamic. And I think you've said that.
2: Well, the movies movies are a really good point because in movies they try to be very realistic. So they're, mm-hmm. they're talking along and there's music and then all of a sudden there's a sweet scene where the wife leans over the husband and whispers something. And I just want to choke them because before the ear goes, I couldn't hear that. And mm-hmm. now I can. Uh and also interesting, you know, uh, my kids, I'd be watching a ball game or something, they would come in the house before the ear goes and they'd say, why do you have the TV turned up so loud? You know? So right. if we'd watch TV with the family, we'd have to turn it down. And then I couldn't hear it. So, you know, it just really, it makes you part of the pack again, which is so swell, I got five daughters and seven grandkids. And so, you know, I, I don't want to miss out on anything and. And uh, didn't realize how much I missed out until I popped these bad boys in.
0: Now, now John, tell us about the, now you've used alternative models, you know, uh, products out there to, and with, with a less than thrilling experience. So oh let's, God. Talk, let, let's talk a little bit about that because I think that's important. Well, my, my,
2: uh, my relationship with hearing aids actually started with getting my father fitted and they squirted foam in his ears and then they made these custom things that fit in his ears and dad Mm -hmm. said his ears were always itching and sweaty and, Mm -hmm. and he he had a devil of a time keeping track of batteries because his eyesight was going and the battery'd fall out and he couldn't find it and he couldn't see it well enough to clean it. And all this crazy maintenance, uh, was just playing heck with him and so what i said i'm not getting that and then i i uh, the audiologist said we've got this thing and it looks like a little skinny bean with a string on it you put that in your ear and it just plugged your ear canal and that felt really uncomfortable i tried behind the ear which i, I mentioned uh and just uh not not very um not very natural not very satisfying and um I didn't really care about the ego of looking good. Uh, but I cared about, uh, being able to do all the stuff I do. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and I'm a very active guy. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I think most, most men are, you know, want to stay as active as they can and these things, uh, they don't fall out. Uh, they don't get loose, uh, but they come out easily. They go in easily. So they've really latched on to both uh, engineering from the standpoint of how it, uh, fits into your ear right. and, and how it, how you turn it up or turn it down and all the things that are involved really make it a very, uh, cutting edge product. And I mean, that's, that's what struck me. I wouldn't, I normally don't uh, buy stuff on the, on mm-hmm. the front edge of, a, of,
0: but with these this is as front edge as you'll get. And I'm glad, you know, it's, it's tragic. Well you, well, you know what's shocking to me is, and, and Steve, I want you to chime in because I think what's equally important to the to the brilliance of the product is the purchase experience and what Ergo does in terms of walking people through. So I want to get to that in about a, about a second. But what blows my mind is when you look at some of the solutions that are on the market, uh, non-Ergo solutions, and there's one that runs on one of the cable networks. I, they must have... I would love to have their 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 media spend because they, they seem to have, <laughs> forty five commercials an hour. Is that they claim in the commercial that the product is invisible? I mean, not nearly invisible, but you know you can't see it. And the the way they make that claim is that it uses a little tiny plastic. Um, uh, 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 um sound duct that must wrap around the ear that looks like it's 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 colored in a flesh-colored way, and that's the way they define you know that it's invisible. When frankly, if you look at, <laughs> I mean, even from thirty feet away, looking at my television, you can see it. And um, sure. and that's of course the brilliance of the product with the ear go because it actually gets Im- it's uh, literally embedded in the ear unless you're like a two or three inches away from the person's ear. And, there's a little and tiny, looking directly into the, their directly ear. into the ear, which is not likely, you're not going to see it. In fact, John, uh, you've told me several times before that uh, offline, that a lot of folks don't even know you're using it, which is which is the uh, great nobody, right? nobody ever knows.
2: Nobody ever yeah. knows. And and you know the other thing that's great is those things that flip behind your ear. They pick up a lot of noise around you,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: behind you because the 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 pickup is in that device, which is sitting behind your ear. It's not very natural to listen on the backside of your ears. So the one that's in your ear, the hearing experience is very natural because it uses your own ears, whatever, shape, to bring the sound in and then amplify it through the Eargo device and put it right into your ear canal. So it just gives it a little boost. Right.
0: So, so Steve, this is really, really important because I, you sure. know, the, the way that um, Christian um, Gormson, the CEO of uh, Eargo, has approached this business because he has a very rich um, uh, background in uh, in the category is he really wanted to provide a magnificent uh, concierge like experience when you're buying the solution and you're and you're you know you're considering going through the purchase process so let's talk a little bit about that Steve because I really think that's important for the audience to hear
1: sure and 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 that's where you know I, I think You know, with Christian's vision and and the rest of the company is that, you know, my background, you know, we we all kind of came together and decided that that was going to be very important because if you look at most marketing, either online or print uh, TV we're We're talking about so much about the product, okay? Mm-hmm. and we're we're talking about features and benefits and things like that. But what's most important and what we have to develop um, when we're building a relationship with somebody, as a, as a hearing professional, is we have to develop a sense of compassion and caring about what that person's life is like now. When they're not hearing as well as they need to be, so when you reach out to EarGo, of course we're going to answer questions about the product as and technically as we need to when when it's appropriate, but we focus 90% of the conversation around talk to me about. What's happening? What, why did you reach out? You know, what are some areas in your life that you would like to hear better? Um, you know, or um, you know, how is your hearing affecting your relationships here? And we get into a very candid conversation with people um, because we, if, if all we did was talk about the product, nothing is going to happen. Okay? Because you know, as great as our product is, it is still a hearing aid. And mm-hmm. in in the average consumer's mind, it's still a hearing aid. So what we have to do is reframe that conversation, like you said, Mark, to be a concierge, and guide them through their thought processes over the last several of years, and and hone it in on those one. those few moments that like John described about when he heard those two female voices blending together, that's the trigger moment as something that that provokes action. And we need to find that. And once we find that, then we instill confidence in the person that our product with its variable features of cosmetics and comfort and letting air in and a more natural sound quality and all the things I could go on and on about will take hold. And then With our guidance, hopefully that person then feels confident and comfortable enough to move forward with the trial.
0: Well, and and, and what's important, Steve, too. I just want to get this in there is that when someone is is uh, picks up the phone and calls uh, ergo I mean uh, the 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 interface, the point of contact that the consumer has, is someone who has a very strong audio background. This is not just a a tele operator that's trying to take an order. You following absolutely.
1: Me? Yeah, no, you're you're so right. I'm glad you brought that up because we put um, our our sales uh, individuals. We call them personal hearing guides. And we put them through a very rigorous training program, and they get ongoing coaching where they they understand the nuances of what we call motivational interviewing, which are asking really good questions. And we treat every person uniquely, individually, give them a ton of respect, um, and, and we really want to make every conversation different. So um, we don't really follow a script. We follow a guideline in our center. But it really is, and, and I think John's got a great story about one of the gentlemen. And he bonded with. I
2: got it. I Um, I am so glad. I'd love to tell you about that.
1: Yeah, because, you know, when you walk into a traditional dispensing office or an audiologist office, they do great work, but it can be very clinical, white lab coat and things like that, and we just come about it a different way. So, you know, Mark, if you want John to tell his side of it to bring it into context. No,
0: we've got a couple minutes
1: left. Let's let's do John. Yeah, you know,
2: Um, it's interesting. It's It's a very sensitive issue for some people and so you go into uh, to a uh, an audiologist and they they treat you very respectfully and they're very sensitive about the issue and and I'm just not that guy so when I call, you know and I said I, I still can't hear and you know I'm uh, I'm having this problem that problem uh the, we we hit it off right away and I said you know I know I need a hearing aid I don't I I just want to get the best thing that worked with my life. And I, like I said, I'm active. So I, I think they're wonderful. And the marketing is very, um, it's, it, it takes a serious issue and has fun talking about what happens when we mishear things. And, uh, it's very, uh, real, particularly for people who have hearing loss. It's funny, but it's real. Uh, if you hear the wrong word, you could really have the wrong response. So the the marketing and the experience of the people that you call you, uh, very comfortable I, I like i said i'm not vain my wife is but uh and and <laughs> she she well i mean she's gorgeous and uh, yeah, I, I plugged that in there but uh, i said try put them in your ears and she you know it's not like it fits my ear only and she said these are amazing she said how do they get charged up i said i' charge them up they charge up overnight. I said there's been two or three days I've gone without charging them up again. Mm-hmm. So it's really uh she says these are truly uh, amazing. I wouldn't have any problem wearing these. And I said I don't see why anybody would. These they, they, they you're not compromising quality for vanity. You're not uh, and and you're not you know wearing these things and they have to be real careful. Take them off when you swim or take a
0: shower, but otherwise, you know, pretty cool. Well, John, listen, thank you uh, for that story because it really is illustrative of uh, the product itself. And you know, and frankly, you know, I don't often get a, uh, get a chance to cover a category that really has such an impact on people's lives. I mean, not to say that a lot, a lot of the consumer technology out there um, doesn't make people um, delirious delirious with happiness because of entertainment or gaming or things like that. But, you know, it really, Ergo is the gift of uh, gift of hearing. You know, it really is at a macro level, and there's very, very... Uh, not many products in the market that do that. So, again, John, thanks for your time. Steve, thanks You're for... You're welcome. Uh, if
2: anybody's in doubt, tell them to make the call. It is, oh. It's a phone call for granted. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, have the dialogue, and, and at least decide rather than default you know uh, i defaulted for 15 years it's ridiculous i'm an idiot but uh but here i am an idiot on a on a podcast so maybe
0: Maybe there's some <laughs> redeeming value to that. No, but your, your, point, your point's well taken, John, because those are 15 years you'd love to get back from a hearing quality standpoint. So, John, thanks for your time. Steve, th- please, um, appreciate the, all the hard work that you're doing at Irgo, Absolutely. and, and uh, thanks again. Uh, please, uh, to the More Insights and Strategy audience, please listen to our podcasts on Apple, iTunes. Uh, Please follow us on our social media suspects, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And until next time, have a great weekend.